0: Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/match. Just go to indeed.com/match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com/match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
1: Hey y'all seven rounds and heaven is back. We brought to you by the armchair Media Network. Down! Goes
0: Clemson.
1: It is I, Rob Paul, A.K.A. the lead investigator on Notre Dame's crowd-rushing case. And with me, as always, is AJ. Michigan men can't coach Michigan. Marquesi.
0: Don't don't even bring up that school anymore, Rob.
1: One and two for the team up north. Today, we'll break down our twenty twenty-one NFL draft loose from this past Saturday in college football. That's
0: it. Seven. 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 And one, two, and one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Suelle.
1: Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today. And use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. People underrate my ad reading ability. Who? That's what all.
0: Who are these you. People? <laughs> I read that sick. You want me to grade you? Yeah, please. Seven point three
1: five.
0: I mean an improvements and improvement. You can find all of your grades on my blog. Uh, you know what else we can find on your blog, AJ? The best fresh. No, wait. Or do we have news? I don't see. It, it would be great if I knew how this show worked.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, we can find the list of Senior Bowl acceptances because uh, your blog is the SeniorBowl dot com because you're Jim Nagy's assistant. I hate that we do that <laughs> for a game that's
0: not going to happen.
1: Shut up! It still <laughs> means something. Did you see so, all the cool videos? Sure, I did. Oh uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'll run through a couple of them quickly. Uh, South Dakota State wide receiver Cade Johnson, mm-hmm. Michigan receiver Nico Collins could have used him. Michigan corner Ambry Thomas could have used him. Sure. Washington Washington defensive lineman Levi Levi Onuzuriki, Illinois State safety Christian Uphoff, and Grambling State offensive lineman David Moore. So sick. Uh, I'm excited that Cade Johnson's going. There was um, some unknown about what he would do once he opted out. At South Dakota State, never ended up transferring anywhere. Mm-hmm. Now we could see him at the Senior Bowl, and he's a guy who, I, I in this type of class, he's he, I, I think it'd be hard to see him go before day three. But like, he's one of those guys who I think like a fourth round slot who ends up with a really productive career.
0: No, oh, yeah, that that's fair. Um, I don't know, Rob. I just can't get excited for Senior Bowl stuff right now. But I'm glad we're talking about it. Uh, okay
1: uh senior bowl is my favorite thing so i'll get excited about it Um, uh i think nico collins is a guy who's got he's gonna end up being one of the guys who has a chance to be the highest drafted from the senior bowl probably that's fair um he's a height weight speed guy that michigan clearly misses down the field yeah the receiver's been Uh, bad I'm excited to see Zuriki in one-on-ones because he's yeah. a guy who Washington had to deploy in so many different ways last year to make up for some of the depth problems that you never really get to see him. I think in his best role as a, as a kind of a penetrating three tech. Um, uh, of who the guys, pins his ears back.
0: Of the guys you named, Onwuzurike might have like the biggest money week there.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then hey, we always love the small school guys. Uh, Uphoff's an interesting one cause he, he's a, he's a big or a long lean safety, six three one ninety five and a really good kick returner.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I still, I'm not the biggest Ambry Thomas fan. I, I know there are me, fans me, of this,
1: but yeah. Me, me neither, but seeing the Michigan corners this year makes me think maybe, <laughs> he maybe was, he's better than I thought.
0: Yeah, exactly. They've been so bad. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm. I, I know you. It, it seems strange because we're seeing the Pac-12 just start this week. Yeah. But because I was thinking, are we getting way more early in, or acceptances than normal? And then I thought about it, and it's like it's almost mid-November, yeah. so not really. No. It just seems that way because
0: of uh, how the
1: season's gone.
0: Yeah, it's funny, like just seeing like the the top 25, and like there's a seven and O team and like a two and team beside each other. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. yeah, it's
1: the best. It's the best. So uh, okay, but from, from there, let's jump into it. Um, let's share it with our best freshman this week, AJ. Can you say DJ's name yet? Ui angulale. Yeah. I literally spent an entire day practicing.
0: Good work. That's, that's, uh, I know. I, I don't even want to say it now because
1: you're going to look way DJ better. DJ Ui angulale. Ui
0: Yeah.
1: There, we're sick at it.
0: I, see, I know how to say it, and then it just gets stuck in my throat a little bit. Like, it's my fault.
1: It's, okay, when you say it alone... And there's no pressure. It's, like, easy. And then, like, when you're live on a big program like this one, there's a little yeah. more pressure.
0: You only get one take. It's streaming live on the internet. Um, Anyways, yeah. DJ. You know, what's, you know what's awesome about him? He just doesn't throw spirals, but he's throwing it through people. He has one of the strongest arms
1: in college football, if not the
0: strongest. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah, Freshman. It's, insane. It, it's like... It's so crazy how fast the ball gets from his hand to the receiver, aka arm strength. It's 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 nuts. And I mean, he's massive, obviously. What what was this like the? I think it's like, I think he threw more yards than uh, Trevor Lawrence did, except for like one game in his career. Um, the most yards thrown against Notre Dame ever, or something like that. Had a rushing touchdown. Uh, he's a tank, man. It's just going to be Clemson rolling right on to to DJ. And Trevor Lawrence can't be thinking about coming back to school anymore because they're just going to push him out for DJ, baby.
1: (laughs) So they they end up losing, obviously, 47-40 in double overtime. But uh, to no fault of DJ, put up 40 points on uh, the number four team in the country. Um, The fact that he, in a normal year, wouldn't have even played this year and he's already this talented and this good. Like, he in a regularly length season, if he was starting from day one, he he, he's like, he's on pace to have the greatest freshman quarterback year ever, which Trevor Lawrence already did two years ago, which is just mind boggling. Um, like he, he's, I mean, he's six four, two fifty, and he's 18 and he's got a rocket launcher for an arm. He doesn't seem to really mind pressure. Like for a young quarterback, he's quite poised, uh, it, it, like he, he looks like he's the future first overall pick and like you said the the fact that they get it, it went from Deshaun Watson to Trevor Lawrence to DJ with like a little bit of Kelly Bryan in there that's insane the Clemson Clemson is proving once again you really can't I don't think win a national championship without an elite quarterback yeah just look at the rest of the like like I know Ian books not an elite quarterback um, or that's he? like the Maybe, yeah more on that later <laughs> and then like you see georgia fall you see michigan fall you see all these teams that are supposed to be competitive and they're they're cleared holes at quarterback and the the schools like clemson I, ohio state yeah. and alabama are just going to keep getting these quarterbacks and developing these quarterbacks that's the other thing too i, right? I think that's a good like,
0: point of like I don't like it used to be like I feel like it used to be just gravy to have an elite quarterback in college football like you could win without one and if yep. you had one it it means you're the, one of the top teams in the country. But I think that's a good point. Now it looks like you need to have one, which I mean it's yeah, football, I mean, of you course get... you do, but it, yeah, no, I think you're right. That's a good point.
1: Use uh, use Alabama as the example. Yeah. Uh, they were winning national championships before you needed to have an elite quarterback by playing elite defense, running the ball, And having a veteran quarterback who didn't really make mistakes and was just like a top-end game manager, fast forward to now, Alabama is one of the most explosive passing attacks in the country every year. They went from, like, I mean, they had Jalen Hurts, who, say what you will about him, he was an elite college quarterback, Mm -hmm. to Tua, who's obviously a first-round quarterback, to now Mac Jones, who he isn't Tua but he is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the country pretty I think pretty clearly um yeah it just goes to show like Georgia is the best the best example of the other side of it that where they're they're getting number one class after number one class I think they have the most five stars on their roster in the country but quarterback's been their big hole and they lose the the largest the largest outdoor cocktail party to Florida it, it never really felt like they were in it because Stetson Bennett wasn't very good, then got hurt, and Dewan Mathis is... I don't know what Dewan Mathis is, but he's not a starting quarterback in the SEC.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, sucks for Georgia because they've had the, the big quarterback recruits, but uh, they, uh, they leave, so...
1: <laughs> Anyways. More on DJ, though. Point being, like, he is... He We got to see two games, two starts for him. He led two comebacks. Fell a little bit short and double overtime to Notre Dame in the second one, obviously. But, like, he's going to be a Heisman favorite next year.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, and, I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy that we can watch two games of a guy and say he's, he's he's got a good chance of being the first overall pick. And he's, like, it's kind of like you can see a guy and it's, like, we can guarantee he's going to be a top 15 pick. You know what I mean? Just because of the right, well, it's
1: he he's also doing it with probably Clemson's
0: weakest supporting like, class in a while. Yeah.
1: yeah, like wide receiver wise, yeah. like it, it's obviously a good college group, but it's it's like this is the first time they haven't had like an absolute uh, dude, a, a out top
0: thirty three drafted wide receiver. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, last year it was T Higgins and Justin Ross, and this year it's just Amari Rogers. I mean, more on my boy Cornell Powell the, later, the, the but king.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, but like cornell Powell's more like a sharon peak of clemson receivers (laughs) you like that i was thinking about that all last night (laughs) wrote that down but uh yeah point being uh uh, how many years away 2023 like dj's gonna i mean we're so quarterback rich in college football right now which is hilarious when you see schools that are supposed to be elite like georgia like michigan joe and, milton and they still can't figure out the quarterback yeah joe milton's terrible <laughs> joe, joe milton's just juan mathis playing in the big 10 Whoa,
0: 350 ah. yards man come on they
1: both have massive yeah juan mathis also has a huge arm <laughs> um
0: uh
1: okay do you have any other best freshmen like dj uyangalule look i did it again um was I think pretty clearly the best freshman. Uh, yeah, but do you have anybody else that stood out?
0: Yeah, let's do some more quick hitters. That was a lot of DJ talk. Uh, your guy at Texas, Beyond Robinson, baby, had a monster game there. Yeah, that's that's my other one outside of the fumble. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's a, so much fun to watch, he's big too. Actually, yeah, very much so. Speaking of fun and speaking of big. Chip Traynor, in Arizona State is my new favorite <laughs> running back in the country. I think 5'11, 230, had the two big touchdown runs for Arizona State. Uh he, he's a ton of fun, no pun intended. I, I thought he was awesome. Um
1: <laughs> What what about the what about the freshman receivers six seven that they just kept throwing to Yeah, sick.
0: Arizona State is awesome. I'm I mean it was a great I game. Love them. I'm 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 sad they lost though. Me me oh, me too. There, I, I don't know. I just there's something about
1: seeing Herm and Marvin on the sideline that just makes me happy.
0: <laughs> uh, you want two more quick ones? How about how about how about Baby Gronk himself, Michael Mayer, six five two thirty five. He looks more filled out than that already, though. I thought he was he was dynamic for Notre Dame. Um, he, he like I know they talk him up like crazy, but he he looks like he's gonna be a first round conversation tight end. And uh, lastly, because he was my f- one of, another one of my favorite players on this week, how about Central Michigan's Daniel Richardson, baby? He's 5'10", 205, <laughs> playing quarterback. He looks like he's two twenty five, and he balled out, baby. Um, you, you know what was so great about him,
1: other than his aesthetic, <laughs> is that we lose our king, Mike Glass. Yeah,
0: he, he's Mike Glass two baby.
1: And he's Mike, and just at a different Michigan school.
0: There is legit. A lot of fun quarterbacks in the Mac.
1: I know. And, and like, we lose Nathan Rourke, but guess what? His little brother exists.
0: And, uh, oh my God. I, what's the other quarterback there's name? Uh, the UNLV transfer. He's, he's actually oh, really he, fun, too. I wish he was at a school that didn't have Nathan Rourke's
1: I know. brother so we could see him play more.
0: I know. I know. I agree.
1: But uh, yeah, the Mac. Oh, God. Having, I think, like, as wild as this year has been, it's the the little things that matter knowing that this tuesday and this wednesday (laughs) we've got three mac games on each day like knowing that after a long days of work we can come home and just throw on the mac and just it's i mean we had a power outage we had misspelled name like we had everything oh yeah that's his name
0: rogers thank you because it was misspelled (laughs) yes um Amani rogers yeah yeah right um no but yeah i mean central Michigan.
1: But uh, even though this show's a little off the rails, who's your number one MAC team right now?
0: Ohio team. Uh, sorry, my number one MAC team. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's UB after one week. I think
1: they have the most like actual, like their offensive line has got legit NFL talent. They got legit NFL edge rushers. Buffalo's got the most put together roster in the MAC.
0: Yeah, I think so. And I'm gonna pick the UB game later, so we'll, we'll talk a little more. <sighs>
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Okay, I'll jump into best sophomore, and I mean, the 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 clear guy, AJ. He's your boy, yes. Carson Strong. Okay. The Nevada quarterback who on Thursday, I, they went down 9-0 to Utah State. For a second there, I said to myself, Gary Anderson, you son of a <laughs> bitch. You're going to wreck my Thursday? And then guess what? Carson Strong, Romeo Dubes, the boys went off and they uh, strong through for over 400 yards and three touchdowns got Gary Anderson yeah. fired who I despise and I'm so happy for the record Gary Anderson said players players who opt out this season will be kicked off the Utah State roster well guess what Gary you got kicked off
0: the Utah State roster that's what's up Gary's listening by hey. the way so these are strong words yeah <laughs> he's a loyal listener <laughs> uh yeah I mean hey he's he's a dude Rob uh watch him watch him for next year man like, yeah like you said over 400 yards he, he's got a wicked arm yeah right? yeah big time and he's he's well built he's i mean I, like i said i've been talking about him for a year now my eye last year and he's he's everything's there for him um i gotta i'll just go to my top guy i think the top guy this week was kyron williams for notre dame who i mean who the best player on the offense yeah go ahead maybe at the end of the year we do like our awards and he's a guy
1: who would be strongly considered for sophomore of the year yeah
0: exactly another another 140 yards three touchdowns was punching into the end zone in overtime and i i know it was highlighted a lot on the broadcast by tony dungy and mike tariko um about his blitz pickups but i mean yes. fuck that was impressive like the, the pass pro was insane I, I thought it was kind of cool that they highlighted it but like uh, even you know which one they didn't talk about, which I think was the best one on the on the big pass play to get them down to the goal line to tie the game at the end of a uh, regulation. Uh, he picked up the blitzer and fucking buried him. Buried he, him.
1: Okay, he, he that, that that's the thing. Like it's not the, that he just from an IQ standpoint understands where the blitz is coming from and how to get. The, he's looking to kill people.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean like like you said, like he, he feels like he's always knows where the blitz is coming from. He's stepping up. Um, a, a lot of, a lot of chop blocks and like getting full pieces of guys, which is, you know, exactly what you want to see. And yeah, that play just absolutely right. <laughs> I
1: absolutely Pulitzer. love him. Yeah. He, and like, generally, I think most people who aren't Notre Dame fans dislike Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, Got he them. makes me really enjoy watching them in that offensive line.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I said it was uh, three, four weeks. It was like my favorite offensive player at Notre Dame or player period probably since Golden Tate. <laughs> Um,
1: him and Kyle Hamilton,
0: love Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, no Hamilton. Um, here.
1: uh, I'll I'll go with uh I'll, I'll jump over to the Pac-12 and uh, talk Drake London. Yes. Um, the the big big wide receiver tight end hybrid for USC London had eight Tower, for Hell yeah, eight catches, one hundred twenty five yards, and a score against Arizona State. Um, that score won the game. Yep. He, he, he just looked like such a mismatch filling in almost as like the Michael Pittman yeah, exactly. for that offense, obviously with him off to the NFL. And there was a lot of hype around London entering the year. He had over 500 yards as a freshman, big recruit, um, USC struggled, but down, down the stretch there, the, the sophomore hookup between him and Caden Slovis was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Slovis just felt like he had to shake the rust off a bit, I guess. And, it was up and down, but when the highs were high, they were they were big time, And, um, Yeah, and I, I put London here. Uh, one one kind of quick one, going to that Friday game against uh, the the Miami North Carolina State game, just because we watched it, we gotta talk about it. Uh, how about how about the running back for North Carolina State, the Andre were called Frank Gore baby Van Knight. <laughs> who who didn't do too like too much on the ground at, at like 45 yards in a touchdown, but also had a massive kick return touchdown. And yeah. I'm at the point now where I just listen to Andre Ware. If he says someone's Frank Gore or Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> they are Frank Gore or Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I had to put him down because, he, the, hey, the traits are there. And he, he keeps telling me that he's going to play on Sunday. So thank you, Andre. He,
1: he. every time I watch the NC State game, he looks like uh, a, a back who will play on NFL Sundays. Like, like Andre I Sens, remember watching... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I remember watching – I watched them uh, a few times as a loyal NC State fan. I, I think bad. I watched them against Wake, Wake and Vladek, and in both of those games, he was their best um, their best playmaker outside of uh, my boy, Emeka, I'm, I'm receiver. Yeah. Um, okay, my final one is who will probably be here most weeks, Garrett Wilson. Mm-hmm. Got banged up at the end of the game against Rutgers, but he is just so explosive. And he looks like he's gonna be first round pick, and we say that every week. So
0: what, one more, uh, or I can do two more, two oh, quarterbacks. How about Michael God. Penix oh, Jr., God. who tore up Michigan. Uh, interesting. It'll be interesting to watch. And uh, your boy Tyler Shug. I can't believe we didn't mention him for first game for Oregon. Who looked kind of fun. <laughs> um,
1: he he just uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, AJ. Wow, I
0: thought you'd be excited about Shug. That's how you say his name, right? I think. I
1: don't know. You said it out loud. That's why I didn't put him. I didn't want to say it out loud. That's a
0: good call. I'm pretty sure. I I mean, I had the broadcast (laughs) muted, but I heard it once.
1: Okay, my weekday warrior is Derek King. Correct. Uh, He threw for 430 and five scores, ran for 100 against NC State, carried a limping Miami team to a 44-41 victory. Um, Their defense was not good. (laughs) Derek King... Had I think it was like the best passing performance of his career, pretty clearly. Um, yeah, a bunch of downfield throws, just on the money, kind of out of nowhere, right?
0: Because like they've been struggling to to do those things. I mean,
1: in the, and it was without Brevin Jordan. Yep, yeah. and it was to these bum wide receivers who have been an issue all year for that offense. <laughs> yeah. And he he like they weren't running the ball through running backs all that well either. It was just the Derek King show and a reminder that. He is such a freaky talent. I don't know how it's going to play out with him as a prospect. I, yeah,
0: um, I, I literally have no idea. Like,
1: it's, like it, if he's 5'8", the NFL is going to freak out. So, that'll be tough. But he's just so athletic, and he has so much arm talent.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, I, like, just, like we were talking about It's kind of like the first time this year that the, the deep passing game came together for King. Like, early in the year, we thought it was like, okay, no chemistry for the receivers. And then we realized the receivers are not good. Um, <laughs> but... But no, it, it was it was really impressive. And like you said, pro- probably the best passing game of his career and at least the best passing game in two years for him. And then another 100 yards on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where the evaluations are going to go with him. Um, but regardless, I, I'm glad he's he's stepping up the passing game. Like He's been fun all year, but now he's just ripping it. It was a great game.
1: Yeah. Um, and on the other side, uh, their one defensive guy who really did stand out to me was Jalen Phillips. Yeah, agreed. He, uh, he's just nonstop. He had a pass breakup. He had a sack. Mm-hmm. He was uh, a big part of the reason NC State didn't, like, rip them with the run game. He is, I don't know, this edge class, I mean, I, I say this about, like, every position group every week, but the edge class is really deep, and it's uh, there's still nobody who's, at this point, I think, solidified themselves as the top dog, and he's certainly in the race. And, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a really fun offseason evaluating
0: a lot of these, a lot of these position groups. I know. I feel like there's still a lot of murkiness, but I guess that's, you know, we got a couple of conferences that only play two or three games, right? You know, so like, yeah. It's yeah, we still got a long way to go, even though it's mid-November. All right, who is your best prospect this week? Hey, I only watched the first quarter of this game, but I'm still gonna put Justin Fields here because. More touchdowns than interceptions, Rob. That's all I gotta say in this game and now on the. Yeah, you mean
1: you, mean, you mean
0: incompletions? Oh, and interceptions. Am I wrong? No, um, yeah, incomplete. I wrote incompletions. I don't know why I said interceptions. Uh, it's getting ridiculous at this point. I mean, I mean, it's your boy. You you can wax poetic, but like. What, like I it, watched
1: the whole game. Rutgers is way better than Ohio State in the second half.
0: <laughs> what the, What was the – like, What did they win the second half, like, 24-14? Or is that – was no, that It not?
1: was – I, I think they won – I think it was more than that. Or go, better. Go than, I, I don't know. Go Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers Rucker, is so chaotic. Um, I th- I th- it, 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 Like, it was – they had an offensive line touchdown. They had a huge punt return throwback across the field touchdown – that was a hell of a throw. Um, by the way, I think Rutgers is the third best team, in, or fourth best team in the Big Ten. Northwestern, Indiana, still a little better, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Justin, Justin Fields was incredible again. He, I think, his best throw came off um, a play action deep shot down the left side, where they had like Chris Olave kind of run uh, a bit of a, a wheel, and he put it back shoulder, just in the like back shoulder on the hip, away from both the safety and the corner he had to step on. It was just a money ball. Um, the, the Williamson a touchdown
0: was like, yeah, it was well, a nice The Williamson throw. touchdown, yeah, but it was easy. But it was easy. But yeah, but <laughs> you know, like it's things like that that Justin Fields makes luck easy. Like it's not like I mean, it was an easy throw, but it. But still, he,
1: I mean, he did have about fifteen yards on. Uh, I, I I know, but he put it on him. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a couple deep balls like that. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, on uh, bootlegs in, in uh, just on crossing routes to to lave on short stuff and he he always spreads the ball around a lot um he looks so much better this year with his yeah. overall accuracy on each level and his footwork i think is a lot better too and just everything seems so much more consistent i mean like you said he's thrown more touchdowns than he has incompletions
0: and interceptions
1: and, and interceptions he had six touchdowns against the vaunted Rutgers defense <laughs> um it, Rutgers also plays two quarterbacks. One wears zero and one wears yeah. 21. Just pure chaos. It's the best.
0: I'm getting to the point now where I kind of feel like – I, I don't – act like It's a weird thing to say, but it, it sucks that Justin Fields isn't going to be a first overall pick. How do you know that? Oh.
1: oh, oh. That's okay. what's
0: up. That's what's up. Okay. I mean, it,
1: it's – Like, he is – Justin Fields is closer to Trevor Lawrence than anyone is to Justin Fields. Well, except Andre Ware says Zach Wilson's better and Kyle Trask's better. But yeah,
0: see, that, I want to, But yeah, that was that was the most egregious thing about that graphic was that. I I, I
1: think the, conf, the confusion of the people who are like, well, now look at it, look at Zach Wilson. He's Andre Weir was right. Stop being a dick. No, the, I think most people's issue was that Kyle <laughs> Trask was listed above Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Zach Wilson, I also put him under best prospect because in his biggest game of the season on Friday night yeah. against Boise State, uh, he threw for three fifty nine, had three total scores, was as Zach Wilson as he ever is, and I know Boise State, like they they lost Jack Sears early and never felt like they were in the game, but it's like it's not like their defense lost the best player on it. No, he uh, and, and he still made it look like a high school defense. Um, is a couple just obnoxious plays. Though the the I mean, his best play of the game might have been on that one incompletion where he broke the tackle and kind of uh, rolled out and made another guy miss, and then th- threw it on to the, on the right sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up falling incomplete, but it was just the fact that he could do that was insane.
0: And then the the, the Dax Mill pluck it off the grass one, where he he rolled out. That's yeah, the, that throw was ridiculous. And
1: it's like it's happening multiple like these types of plays happen multiple times a game with him where it's like no that's just Zach Wilson like maybe three weeks ago I'd be like holy fuck but now it's just you're used to it with him and that that's yeah. I think the craziest thing and just these cross field throws and uh, it's it's wild I I like I, it's stupid early but I mean he's going to be a top 10 pick.
0: I agree. And that that's, that's why I, I put him up the board, but like best prospect is very fair. Like I yeah, it went like, I don't know what was it a week ago, two weeks ago where I'm like, okay, he's a first round pick. And now this is like, okay, he's a top 10 pick and I'm not copying them to each other, but like, it feels very Joe burrow esque right now. Cause like, like you said, it's just Zach Wilson. And those, those throws are just like, it's a lot of those throws where he just has awesome chemistry with his wide receivers. And, and that, that's kind of where it bit him last week on the pick, where it was, like, I, I think one of the first couple of throws of the game where it was just back shoulder, perfect timing. And it kind of bit him last week. And I, I think it's kind of just a lot that he's just so zoned in with those guys right now. And plus his arm is awesome. And plus he's making all these plays on the move and off-platform. And, um, yeah. And, and, yeah, and the rise like Joe Burrow from a guy that was, like, you know, maybe we watch him to, like, a day three pick, and now he's, he's going top ten, so.
1: Uh, you you said uh, I'm gonna disagree with you about his arm being awesome. I think it's fine. and I think it's enough. But I think that's gonna be one of the things that separates him and Trey Lance. Trey Lance's physical tools are better than Zach Wilson's.
0: Fair enough. I, I I think I've seen enough big boy throws. He he like he has an average arm.
1: Like he doesn't have a below average arm or anything. He's not yeah. Kyle Trask. But I don't think like it, like his arm isn't Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance level. No,
0: no, no, that, that that's fair. It's and like he's got that Baker Mayfield arm. Yeah, fair enough. And you know, I've kind of always been in the the arm arm strength is overrated camp, anyways. So yeah, I'm just saying it's not an elite arm. No, no, fair enough. But I mean, yeah, when you see the the off platform throws, it just like it, it makes me not worried about the arm strength. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like Joe Joe Burrow's got yeah. the baby gun. Um. <laughs> Obviously, like, that Boise State game didn't end up being, like, anything for BYU. So, at this point, like, it's just the San Diego State game that's left. Yeah. And I think they've got a better defense than Boise State. San Diego State's always got a great defense. So, that'll be interesting. But I really hope somehow BYU and Cincinnati play, which is still, like, there's murmurs that it's possible. So, and I, I think we need it.
0: Notre Dame beating Clemson... Is bad for BYU's hypothetical playoff hopes too, which kind of sucks. Yeah,
1: like C- Cincinnati and BYU need that game.
0: Yeah, no, they do. I, I mean, it'd be. I mean, this year they're obviously just scheduling in and out, and it's just a wild year. So just uh, make it happen, baby.
1: Uh, my final best prospect because I didn't want to just go with two quarterbacks. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu mm-hmm. koromoa mm-hmm. I mean, he they gave up forty points, but he was <laughs> such a game changer. Yeah. He obviously had the touchdown on on the on off the Travis Etienne. Oopsies. Um, Had a couple tackles for loss just all over the field. Had the forced fumble on uh, the receiver. He and and I've seen uh, who was it against earlier in the season. He had it felt like the exact same play where he forced the fumble in the exact same way. Um, But he's gonna be a first round pick. It's going to be weird, especially with how the Isaiah Simmons thing is playing out. If yeah. the like He has a more defined role than I think Isaiah Simmons did at Clemson, For sure. which will help. But I wonder if he'll be viewed as a safety, if he'll be viewed as a linebacker, or if he'll be viewed specifically as a nickel defender, which is like in that overhang role at Notre Dame where he mainly plays. Um, he's going to be a really fun one. This linebacker class, I, I, it's shaping up to be incredible. Yeah.
0: Got got called for the PI on on Hunter Renfro Jr. But like, I always always hate those the back half PIs where like you make the play on the on the ball, but like your arms wrapped a little bit. Like, uh, some of those are always so ticky. Right. I, I thought this one was a little ticky. Um, it's because you're a former DB like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, one more one more play I want to highlight is uh, to start double OT. He's he blitz and forced the. I think you got credit for half the sack, but. Forced the, the sack on DJ to start double OT, and I, that, that blitz was awesome. Kind of just ducked the guard. And
1: and that kind of set – and that set the tone for the – it just – I mean, after that, it felt like Clemson was
0: – Exactly, and I mean, of... to roll on, not my not my top shooting up the board guy, but I thought Dalen Hayes had a big game. And the very next play was that uh, that big bear sack got they got the quote yeah. from J- Jalen Smith for Rob, so congrats on that, but <laughs> – He's, he's had a really uh, He had Dalen Hayes had a really good year too so I think he's done a lot for his stock and this is kind of like the highlight play uh, the highlight game and he had the big highlight play to, to end it so he's one of my shooting up the boards we uh, kind of named a couple of mine in best prospect who's, who's your top shoe up the board
1: Um, my my top one I, I might have to go with um, just Liam Eikenberg again okay. who I've, yeah. I think I've put here a couple times just because I mean, it really felt like to to me, I didn't enter that game thinking Clemson could win. Or thinking sorry, Notre Dame could win. And neither. then immediately Kyron Williams pops off that touchdown run. And that was a like that offensive line just gave him the perfect hole.
0: Eichenberg working and to the second level on the linebacker on that. Yeah.
1: One. He he made the key block to spring it. Yeah. And he has just been so much better than I expected this year. No, nope, for sure. I mean, he went from I think being a potential day two guy. Some people thought maybe a guard. I think we were both a little all over the map with him over the last two years. Yeah, and he's he looks like a put like a potentially the second tackle off the board.
0: Cause we still it's still murky as hell for the tackles, man. Uh, I think we have talked about this every week, but yeah, I, I, Liam meikenberg has been. Consistently, the best of the group, right? And I think he's done more for himself he, than anyone. He
1: like to me. He's got a strong chance uh, to win. Is it the Outland that's the yep. tackle of the year? Yeah. Uh, to to win the Outland.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that makes sense. I mean, like, names could just like in terms team. of
1: yeah, their playoff team, their offensive line has been
0: the best. In the as
1: imp- yeah, like I think to to me the most the two most. Dominant offensive lines against their competition have been Notre Dame and BYU. Definitely, definitely. But I mean, which which ta- BYU, takes no one's me to win my that next. Win. Ga- yeah, sorry. I I, uh, exactly, but that takes me to my next guy, Brady Christensen, their mm-hmm. left tackle.
0: Yeah.
1: Who I think I want to say like week one you were talking up their offensive line. Yep. Or, or whenever, whenever their week one was. Yeah, week seven um,
0: or whatever it
1: was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, you were talking about their offensive line, and he's the best one on it. He's got NFL size. And again, against Boise State, he's just crushing people, and it just mm-hmm. didn't look very hard for him. Um, yeah, he he's another guy who look, like looks like he could be a day two tackle.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I think I think in the summer we both kind of like thought he was interesting, but I, I don't I don't think it was just all there. And, and now it looks like it looks great. And obviously the whole group around him is great. Like, hey, one of our guys in the summer actually, James M. Pace, had a good had a good season at that's center there. Boy. Um, but I was know. way too low
1: on Christensen in the summer.
0: Yeah, no, we both were definitely, definitely. Um, and
1: and sh- can I just can I name one more BYU guy, please? curious Tonga, yeah, the
0: okay. man, yeah, for sure.
1: Blocked a punt, had the force fumble on a little chase down. Yeah, just swallowed up any inside run. I, like
0: I put him for you. do draft box no,
1: I I thought about putting him there too. Like. Because obviously the the force vulnerable and the pump block were huge, but like in terms of what he was doing, like in base, like as a as a run defender, where yep. he's not like putting up numbers, but he's the reason you can't run on them. um, He just controls the line of scrimmage every week, and if you're looking for a nose tackle, like this is the dude in this class. I Definitely, think,
0: right? you, you know, you know how I feel about nose tackles. I'm usually like. All right, maybe wait until the 5th round to kind of fucking draft him. I love Karstanga. It's Karstanga is is awesome and it's every week out of him, man. And I, I think it's kind of more exciting cuz like you, you know, like the other big no-style prospects are usually like high recruits and like they're at big programs and the media talks about them. But You never hear Tonga's name from anyone outside of like some draft people, right? So I think that's Andre Ware yeah, I, well, he's the best at what he does, Rob. He knows everyone and he knows who's good. He's the best. Um but Tom I am I'm, I'm really really loving Kairos Tonga this year. And like you said, he's just like he's constantly stuffing the run. He's constantly like like even like in pass bro, like the, he he probably doesn't need double teams, but they they, they give it to him. Slash so eating up two blocks and pass in the pass rush is huge. And then like you said, he he always feels like he's making big plays and like a, a great motor. He's all over the field. Um, like you said, I think he's the dude at nose tackle and uh he probably probably goes above where nose tackle should go.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he he to me, like if you're looking for how what what round did uh Lucky Fo two win I think the fourth round last he, year, right? He,
0: yeah, like one fifteen ish if I remember correctly.
1: Like Tonga Tonga's in that same range. Yeah.
0: I, I think he might be better than it, I know actually this point. Nope. yeah, one fourteen. Um
1: with this interior defensive line class that might mean higher for him because yeah. just again there's this this interior defensive line class looks like one of the weaker groups in the class.
0: Yes, no, that's a good point. Like like it would not shock me to see him between 85 and and uh lucky foot range. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Um who who
1: do you have uh, shooting up the board?
0: Uh let's start how about how about I think another guy we didn't like too much in the summer. Merlin Robertson from uh, from Arizona yep. State, six three two fifty linebacker who had a massive game, ten tackles, uh, the huge TFL on fourth down on the goal line to stop USC, and then the great interception to, to on the just a great play on the ball there. Like I thought that was a hell of a game. Um, the Arizona State defense was great until the end of the game. <laughs> But I definitely think he, he kind of caught my eye the most, especially from guys that we we watched in the summer. Um, that that's pretty impressive though, and it's a six three two fifty guy, and he's he's making interceptions. And I, I don't I didn't really feel it from him. And I know remember there was a lot of like fans of his in the summer, and I think we both kind of like eh, I don't well, know about him.
1: There, there's a lot of hype with him just within that program. Like they they yeah. love him. Um, But yeah, he, he, that, I think that, like you mentioned, the interception, that really stood out. And just how quickly he got downhill on that fourth down stop. Mm -hmm. He flies around and he, he's well built. Like he is, he's got weight to him. He's got height to him. Yep. Um, and he, he, he's moving pretty damn well, uh, for a linebacker of that size. Um, I'm, I, there's way too much quarterback talk on the show already, but I'm just going to quickly throw out Desmond Ritter, yeah. who I don't think, I don't think he's going to come out this year, um, but he's definitely got to watch for next year. Just the overall athleticism is the thing we talk about every week, his ability as a, as a runner. And you don't always see it with him as a passer. And like, he wasn't great as a passer against Houston. He used his legs to be the absolute game changer and pull mm-hmm. them out, but like one maybe one more year and if he can clean up some of his accuracy and his like like his touch and decision making because he has the arm talent he does yeah he like he's just very very interesting i think one more year of development there would be huge for him um but like if he did come out i i like he's a top 10 quarterback in the class just based on the physical tools
0: no uh, def- definitely I i put him here too um The running ability, I I didn't think he was so explosive last year. And now it's like every game he's like having 100 yards and multiple touchdowns and breaking off big runs. Uh, Like you said, the the arm talent is all there. And I said it to you yesterday that the the cap comp kind of popped into my head. And uh, obviously Kaepernick was pretty successful throwing the ball in his career at Nevada, but um, did most of his damage on the ground. Kind of built the same. Uh, I think kind of similar arm, to be honest. Kind of a similar motion. But anyways... Uh, definitely I like him,
1: that. I like that comp.
0: Yeah, it just popped. You know what? It popped in my head when he had that uh, the QB sweep touchdown. <laughs> Anyways, uh, while we're, at, while we're in Cincy, I put his running back Jared Dokes too, who's who's Desmond Ritter's Vitale baby. He's six foot two thirty, and I guess he's been behind uh Michael Warren, but uh, one hundred eighty four yards and a touchdown in this one, breaking off big runs at that size. I, I felt like I felt like the week of the big back. Isaiah Spiller, we didn't talk about, him, but also had a massive game. Um, like the week of the bigger running backs, It kind of kind of got my juices flowing, Rob. I, I had fun there.
1: I'm gonna name two more guys, two corners whose teams ended up losing. But
0: I think I think uh, we got the same
1: here. Go ahead. Eric Stokes from Georgia and Darian Kendrick from Clemson.
0: Okay, I I, I put Stokes. Kendrick is interesting. I, his stock is kind of like I, I, he's been like a quiet riser this year. It feels like. He well he he's a former I think five star
1: who originally was a receiver at yep. Clemson. He was an athlete coming out, and I think he was originally a receiver. He made makes the shift to corner, and like he is so clearly athletic and smooth, and has great ball skills. But he's still learning the position. You can kind of see that, and you you can see um like maybe not the greatest tackler in the world, but mm-hmm. like he is. He's a guy who it's a it's it's a, a fun corner class, but I I still don't think anyone's really solidified themselves as that third corner off the board. Yeah, and and you're you're seeing guys with like uh like Eric Stokes has been awesome all season. He's overshadowed a bit by Tyson Campbell, um, and he obviously had that great play on the pick six in this game. And then there's a guy like Darren Kendrick who's just so athletic and like all the tools are there for that upside, but obviously, um. He's still developing and uh I don't know, both both of them I thought played really, really good games when maybe not everybody around them was.
0: No, that's a good point. And Stokes feels like he's gonna be that corner to covet in like the second round.
1: Yeah, he he just feels pro ready. That's kind of the vibe I get with him. Yeah. No, that's that's a good like point. high, high floor.
0: Yeah, yeah. And for like sure.
1: you see Tyson Campbell opposite him, you're like, Tyson Campbell just looks like that prototype first round corner and He's so smooth and physical and athletic, and you love it. But Stokes is also quite long. He's showing really great eyes, yep. uh, I think. And, and he, this is like his third really good performance this year. Uh, when I've been watching Georgia,
0: for sure. Uh, you got anyone else here? No. Do you have anybody? No. No, we hit it. And let's let's move in. Sliding on the board, I was not impressed by Tyson Campbell's performance. And I mean, like. How much is he gonna really slide? But I I think he's just like like. Well, we saw the Kyle Pitts touchdown. I think he's like struggling at the catch point and like uh, he looks the part. Like you just said, everything looks perfect. But like struggling at the catch point and the ball skills seem to be like inconsistent at times. Uh, I I don't know how much it's really going to hurt him because he's he's been really good this year and he's been like he's got all the tools, but. Uh, was not an impressive performance. I don't think against Florida. I part of it like I don't like he the
1: Kyle Pitts is Kyle Pitts like that's yeah. tough. Yep. But also you have to think about it is that's that's f- two guys who are supposed to be first round picks. Yep. And he uh, he he obviously got called on pass interference. And then Kyle Pitts made an insane play. Yep. Um. But then the Trevon Grimes one, exactly. It felt like he was he was he was there but he didn't he that's, couldn't disrupt the catch point exactly Travon grimes did make a really great play but um these there's still inconsistencies with tyson campbell i mean like we we jump back to that auburn game and he just shut down seth williams mm-hmm. you get really excited there but uh that's why i said like nobody has clearly solidified themselves as that third corner after um uh, certain of uh killed fairly this year yeah
0: no that that's yeah i think you're definitely right um
1: uh who's your, who's can, your top? Star? Can I can I, I'm gonna, I'm just going to transition um to to a corner. Who he's not my top slider, but I just want to point this out. Sean Wade again mm-hmm. against Rockers. Like he's not having the year he's supposed to have. Like yeah. he, was he terrible? No. Like the Penn State game was worse, but even at the end when Rutgers was still gunning to put up points, even though it was over, like he he uh, got dunked on by a tight end for a touchdown. And really just the continued problems disrupting the catch point, which we saw the week before against Jahan Dotson. And uh, the, the instincts are a little questionable uh, in coverage. Um, he It's just been a tough transition to the outside. And you're... you're Maybe he's not that definite first round corner. That's again a a guy who's also competing to be that third corner off the board after he he showed so much promise as a nickel last year.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And now, like, I wonder if the NFL is going to view him as an inside corner.
1: Well, there's even talk um, about safety. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see.
0: Uh, I I put another guy like who's a a big name. Like I I thought, I put Jackson Carmen. Like he wasn't. That yeah he's bad. he's on mine yeah but he just he's but not he, impressing me at, at all no is he's that... but
1: when you look at it in terms of like is this guy this you can see why he yeah. would be a draftable tackle but when there was a first round hype around him he does not play like that he no. is like especially the 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 sack you mentioned the dylan hayes sack yeah. but the one before that he just got goofed by, I'm not going to be able to say that Notre Dame pass rusher's name, but he got killed on that. He oversets a lot of the time because I think he's not the greatest athlete in the world, so he'll overset outside mm-hmm. uh, to try and beat speed, and then you just counter inside, and that's how you beat him. Um,
0: but I think he's a guard. I think you're probably right, yeah. I, but even, like, I, I know the first round talk has kind of faded, but there's still, like, still day two talk a lot, but...
1: No, well, yeah, because he was a big recruit and he's at Clemson. He's like, like Clemson doesn't get big recruits on the offensive line generally. So I think that's why there's some extra buzz around his name.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, <laughs> who else do you have sliding? Uh, how, how, do you have a long list this week? Uh,
1: I have a couple. Why, do you have a long
0: list? No, uh, no, my list is pretty short. Like, So good. let me hear yours.
1: Okay. Uh, USC safety Telenoa Hafunga. I thought he looked not like a top safety prospect against Arizona State. Like, the the you love him because he plays so aggressive yeah. and he he looks to kill people. Um, but on that big Arizona State, uh, what was it? Rashad White kind of like swing yep. pass touchdown. He had he had White right there for a TFL, and White just put a little wiggle on him and and blew by him and I I so I it's just the athleticism concerns, which like he he's a really physical box safety and you you love the the. Killer hits, but I thought he struggled in coverage. He struggled, like, he struggled open field tackling.
0: That Um, whole USC defense could not tackle. (laughs) No, no,
1: like, it it looked so easy for Arizona State's, like, yak guys, and they were without their best wide receiver in Frank Darby. Um, and Hafanga's also got the shoulder history, and I think I've some people don't think the safety cost is that good. I think it's really deep. I don't know if there's a like definite top dude, but. Mm-hmm. In a deep class, I think Hafanga is maybe a little more limited in his skill set uh, than some people think.
0: No, that that's that's fair. I, I I don't think either of us were big on him in the summer, but you're you right with like the hype. Um, can I can I stay in the Pac-12 and give you a big one here of? Please. How about Jet Toner <laughs> going over for <from> Stanford? <laughs> Yo, that first kick was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, this is a. Okay, for first of all, I mean Toner is a name at kicker, so I'm sure he was on the NFL radar. So this this brutal brutal game at Oregon. I think he actually probably did slide down the board. And while we're here, kicker talk. Uh, Borogales keeps being great. Uh, the the BYU kicker hasn't missed a kick this year, hitting over fifty yarders. That's one to watch. This is this is just quick. This is my kicker corner, Rob. Yeah, you uh,
1: have. I, I I've
0: muted you. Do what you must. <laughs> I don't know the Florida kicker's name, but he's pretty. good, And then kind of fell apart. But anyways, uh, Ton- toner was toner was bad, and this kind of this kind of end- ended it all for him, Rob. In my opinion.
1: Okay. Okay. I didn't know he was like that. He mattered, but good Everyone to know. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. Uh, I I'll jump. You mentioned a Georgia defender earlier. I'll mention another. Monty Rice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Against Florida. And I know he was playing banged up. Yeah. But they really like a lot once Pitts was out, a lot of that offense was the free releases to the running backs just dink and dunk, picking up stuff or beating them on wheels. Um and, and they like he he's supposed to be the the kind of the quarterback of that defense. And I know they were without Richard LeCount too, which really hurt. Mm-hmm. But he 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 seemed kind of all over the place. Um and, and as a run defender, his run fits were not great and he was he, he he was uh, out of place a lot. I, I and again I mentioned earlier a really strong linebacker class. He, he's
0: he's a guy who I like, but I don't know if he can he, be a day two pick. You can say a lot of the same things about Ventrell Miller, who was across from him. and like less mm-hmm. of a name than Monty Rice, but a guy I I liked a lot early in the season. I thought okay, this could be a riser dude, and uh, he's kind of gone silent the last couple weeks and struggled too and i think i i think he's it's kind of funny that rice and miller were both in this game and i think you could say a lot of the same things about both of them um
1: and i will give you oh quickly trace sermon um he I think is not well he got banged up on his final run he had a big 36 year garbage time carry but before that he was super ineffective and Master Teague who hasn't been great has been more effective than him so I think Trey Sermon's kind of gonna fall to the side Um, but Pac-12 after dark how about Hamilcar Rashad Jr. uh, the Oregon State pass rusher who took on the Washington State strong tackle pair Mm. uh in in, uh abraham lucas and liam ryan and he couldn't do
0: anything who uh, if if i remember correctly you you didn't like rashid in the summer right i do like him oh okay oh you didn't like Tryon, right 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 um yes correct yeah no i i I didn't stay up to to watch this game but no that that's that's interesting um washington state
1: washington state Washington State looks really uh, fun, even though Nick Rolovich is a questionable person.
0: Yeah, but like he's he's fun on the field, I think at least. His his
1: quarterback's a a, a kid from Hawaii who went to the same school as Tua and Marcus Mariota. Uh,
0: yeah, um, I forget his name, but yeah, he's he was a he's like a four star recruit if I remember correctly, wasn't he? Yeah,
1: he he, he was wicked, but yeah, Rashad Rashad like really struggled against mm-hmm. uh, them, and Abraham Lucas looked really good, um, but. He's a guy who won a lot last year with his athleticism and motor, and you need to see him develop more pass rush yeah. moves. And that kind of came up in this game against, again, Lucas is one of the best pass protectors in the class, and that was so noticeable in this one. Watching uh, Lucas' okay, your...
0: stock, sorry, quick, is going to be really interesting this year. Yeah, for sure. Who's your out-and-over prospect? I have four receivers. I'll do them quick. <laughs> Holy First f- of all, Cornell Powell is my top guy from Clemson. Yeah,
1: I also have him.
0: I thought it was funny on on Twitter, people saying like, "Oh, this is the next great Clemson receiver," and then realizing he's a redshirt uh, senior. But anyways, yes, at six foot two ten, he's kind of got that uh, running back build, and he's he's got that running back power after the catch. Yeah, it was awesome game. Like, it felt like every time he's touching the ball, he's breaking a couple tackles, just carrying dudes. Six catches, buck sixty one, and should have been two touchdowns, had one touchdown. But yeah, no, uh, I want to see how much they get him. He's, he's been kind of pretty good like the last couple weeks, and this is obviously his big coming out game. But I want to see how much they get him involved uh, the rest of the year. Who else you got? Uh, K- uh, Khalil Shakir from uh, Boise State, who I thought was the best receiver. Uh, sorry, the best player for Boise State, period. 10 catches, 139 yards, was good. Uh, same game, Romeo Dubes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> kind of out and over. I had that three touchdowns. You already mentioned him earlier. And uh, one more wide receiver, Vortex Trey Turner, 6'2, 187. Uh, he was kind of just making all the plays down the stretch for for Vatek, and obviously they lost the liberty. Go Flames! But uh, I thought I thought those were kind of four receivers who you didn't really hear. I, I know we 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 watched Shakir in the summer, but um, didn't know too much about it. And all kind of just popped and had monster games, and all kind of interesting measurable guys.
1: Yeah. Um... There's a lot of receivers. There's, There's always, a lot of hey, receivers. Receiver, receiver is a yeah. new running back. Uh, I also put Michael Penix here because I know he's mm-hmm. a he's a sophomore, but he's a redshirt sophomore, um, and he looked awesome against uh, your vaunted Michigan defense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so I had him in Cornell Powell. Um, what prospect made you look stupid?
0: Okay, this is just to give his honest dues. Ian Buck was terrific, and this is not as a prospect. But for a guy that... Then you're, I
1: think, you're just throwing out the window how this show works. Noted.
0: I don't care. It's for entertainment. Um.
1: <laughs> it's not entertaining.
0: Okay, sorry. It's for science. No, uh, I mean the show, not just this part. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> anyways. Okay, I mean, look, we shit on Ian Book all the time and for, for right reasons. And he still had the hilarious fumble where I literally burst out laughing. But I mean, he balled in this game. He balled. And I, I, I just felt like I couldn't not give him some credit here. Uh, like, pretty impressive the way he was just, you know, navigating the pocket, working out, working through the garbage, finding guys. He was composed and he, he pulled it off and, he, you know, ran the ball really well. Uh, Ian Book had a good game. And uh, who's your, who, what's your Ian Book? Comp oh, fucking Colt McCoy or something? And I think that's, that's accurate. You
1: wish. It's Trevon Boykin.
0: Oh, yeah. Boykin, Boykin, a better athlete back. and worse person than, than Ian Buck. But, yeah.
1: Hey, Ian Buck's going to retire as, like, the greatest Notre Dame quarterback ever. So Tr-
0: Trevon Boykin would still be the Seahawks' backup if he didn't get into trouble. So,
1: okay, okay. He would. Sick. Uh, uh, no one's disagreeing with you. He um, would. Okay. Elijah Bear Tucker made me look stupid.
0: Yeah. I, I, see, I – I, Okay, let's talk about Bear Tucker. He was – good better than i thought that a, tackle a tackle um yeah go ahead <laughs> he
1: uh he well he he's a guy who i was very low on compared to i think the consensus um Both in ones. terms of he i i didn't think was like a first round or top 50 guy and some people did, and he made that shift from left guard to left tackle. Yep. And he he just moves really well, especially because he can be a guard in the NFL either way. But the fact that he could shift to tackle and he looked so smooth, um, and he he was uh, he was moving people when they did run the ball. And uh, he, I think, yeah, he's like, I mean, he's a top one hundred type dude, and he, mm-hmm. he
0: made me look stupid. Gonna be, uh, yeah, I mean. I guess there's not really any top-end pass rushers in the Pac-12, but um, I mean the Rashid matchup's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, well, we'll, well that's the that's
1: that's the that's the one for sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah. best prospect prospect matchup. I, I put Pitts in the Florida pass catchers against that Georgia secondary and Tyson Campbell. And, okay. Uh, I, we really talked about it more than enough. Yeah. Grimes came uh, up yeah. big with that with that one catch. Uh, Tony was yeah. kind of quiet, but uh, had a had a decent amount of catches he just he didn't get after it after the catch like he usually does but uh hey florida kicked their ass so it doesn't matter
1: i i went with him on st brown against jack jones uh Mm. i thought that was that was one where you wouldn't even like you wouldn't declare a winner but neither like you wouldn't declare a loser either it was a, a draw because it was such a good battle st brown was didn't have anything largely explosive um Jack Jones did a really nice job on him. He's a smaller corner, obviously a USC transfer. Yep. Uh, but he's he uh, you love the click and close and the, the fluidity and coverage. and he, He's got a little MF to him. And among Ross St. Browns, a, a top 100 prospect. And I thought they both looked like top 100 uh, dudes battling it. There's it kind of a slugfest between them. That was a, a fun side story for this game.
0: You could kind of say Jones won the first half and St. Brown won the second half.
1: Yeah, I, you Jones's like game. I feel like was kind of clouded by that muff punt too, which sucks. Because mm. as a just as a corner, I thought really impressive game. Yeah, no. Um, sure. you said you had Tonga for outplayed the box score, right? Correct. Uh, I went with Kyle Pitts because <laughs> he put a up pick. big numbers when he was in the game. Yeah, and then when he was out of the game, their the Florida offense just crumbled, and Kyle Trask kind of crumbled and. <laughs> Uh to me it just shows that Kyle Pitts is the most important player of that on that team. Say what you will but Kyle Trask who's also moving to the next one, prospect is being overhyped. I put Kyle Trask.
0: We both put Kyle Trask. Let's get into well, it,
1: baby. Okay. You, you okay before? Okay.
0: We We're haters. Uh, we're haters, it, yeah.
1: We're <laughs> we're going back and forth during the start of this game being like, look, another Kyle Pitts makes an incredible play for Kyle Trask to get uh credit for. All this stuff or like he, he kept throwing, he throws a lot of wide open touchdowns. So we'd be he like, does. oh, and then like, let's see, he's a Heisman finalist, but like his touchdowns are just wide open, whatever. Or like Kadarius Tony does something crazy. And then honestly, then he started playing, like he played really well. And then Kyle Pitts left and they were terrible in the second half.
0: He, he had he the, was, the, he, the pick six he, that he, didn't happen. Remember that one?
1: He threw a pick. He had the, the web dropped pick six. He, I, I think he had another dropped pick. Yeah, uh, they could barely move the ball, and uh, he was he missed guys high and high outside. Like I just think, like in terms, of – I don't think he's a first round guy. Like he's probably gonna be the like the quarterback you take on day two, but like he is firmly behind Lawrence Fields, uh, Lance and Wilson.
0: Hundred percent agree.
1: And like it's like him and Mac Jones for QB five.
0: Yeah, agree and Ooh. yeah. Like like Kyle Trask is good, but he's being overhyped. I don't think he's a first round prospect at all. Um, and like a couple of no. funny things I thought was like like Twitter's freaking out about him. There was a lot of like because he threw for four hundred seventy four yards and four touchdowns. Like yeah, in Georgia. Mm, yeah, it's great, it's great. But yeah, it was a lot of wi- <laughs> it's a lot of wide open receivers or or Pitts making huge plays or Tony making huge plays. Uh, fucking Gary's calling him Joe Burrow. Sick. Uh, it's like
1: <laughs> Gary's
0: hilarious on,
1: on calls Because he's uh, so bad
0: Dude and it's like it, it, th- This is what Gary was saying But like it feels like even This is just the mindset It's like Whenever his receivers And I felt this way all year Whenever his receivers Especially Pitts Are making great plays It's like It's like Good catch But perfect throw from Trask It's like what? Yeah Like uh, remember the, the, the one Earlier in the year Where um, Pitts was kind like, of we'll Miss uh, If I remember correctly he had to adjust back, back and like pull it from behind him, and it's like it was an amazing play by Pitts, and people were, like, "Well, Trask put it there." I'm like, "Come on, like seriously, like," and then like, like the 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 Eric Stokes pick six, it, it wasn't on Trask; it was old oh, freshman wide receiver making a mistake. Like, come on, like, which which was true, like he totally did fuck up that play, he but did, but, like, but 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 but. but
1: Trask still threw it anyway.
0: He still saw it, or didn't see two Georgia defenders and two of his receivers there. Like he still threw the ball. Exactly. Anyways, like um, so. Yeah, he's putting up 500 yard almost games, but uh, it, it's again day two. I'm fine with day two, but yeah. Anyways.
1: Uh small school guy who caught my eye was Romeo Dubs So we talked a little bit yeah. about. He was just he he looked so much bigger than the Utah State DBs and yeah, um, was awesome. did, did a really good job boxing out and just he also had a, like he had a box out touchdown, but he also had to just burn the entire secondary touchdown. Him and Carson Strong are a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, six two two hundred. So he's listed with some with some heft to him. I like that. Uh, I'll throw. I I got three names. I'll do quick. Uh, first, our guy from the summer, Trey McBride, the Colorado State tight end, had a big game, um, kind of just doing what he does, get o- getting open on the seam, doing, doing, running after catch, moving well, five catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns, uh, Colorado State's looking pretty decent right now, it's going to be an interesting game this week against Boise State, uh, how about, <laughs> how about going to the action, baby, how about Ryan McWood, the, the linebacker for Miami, Ohio, who's 6'2", 224, had 14 tackles, and then had that awesome game-winning INT where, uh, he just got his big mid out there and, and it b- bop the top ooh, tapped it up to himself and brought it in and returned it a bit and just sealed the game for Miami, Ohio. And then one more um, who I, I think we got to start looking at. And I mean, he's going to be playing big games for the Liberty Flames. Uh, Malik Willis, the quarterback, who's 6'1, 2, 2, 215. Uh, he's an Auburn transfer. Big game in this one. 20 for 30 uh, for 217 and three touchdowns. Uh, against, obviously, a ranked team and an ACC defense. And then added another 100 yards and a touchdown on the ground. They're still undefeated. Fly, flames, fly. The Liberty team, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them down the stretch. they got—they got to play Coastal Carolina, which is going to be pretty fun. You know what else is fun?
1: Shaving your nose hairs, AJ.
0: So it's, listen up. It's
1: Manscaped just released their Weed Whacker. Nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ears and nose hairs looking as nice as your clean shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Wee Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent Nick snags, tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Wee Whacker uses a 9000 RPM motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and it is waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled out your nose hairs with your fingers? No, you're dead if you did. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Manscaped wants you to also, I read read this wrong, you will get a replaceable battery because they want you to replace your battery every three months to keep that weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners pulled. Admitted that long nose hairs is a major turn off. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with a Weebacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed, our hairs, and our holes looking nice. And thank you, BetOnline, for giving us a place to safely bet online every week as we get football every day from now on with Maxions filling our Tuesday and Wednesday void. So head on to BetOnline and use promo code ARMCHAIR. Uh, and Bet Online is a presenting sponsor for my five picks of the week.
0: And AJ's one short of a, a six pack. How'd you do last week, AJ? Two, two and three. I started two and zero. Oh. I thought it was gonna all come together, and it fell apart. Um,
1: I went three and three to bang my uh, missed game through. So I'm twenty three and seventeen on the year. Oh, fuck! I'm
0: fucking fifteen and twenty four and one. I'm having a terrible, terrible year.
1: Um. Okay. You want to start us off?
0: Yeah. Um, action, baby! Tuesday, eight o'clock, ESPN. Uh, big matchup: Miami, Ohio, and uh, the aforementioned Ryan McWood at UB. Who I said I think is the best team in the conference right now, and these top, two of the top couple teams. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the the Buffaloes. That's not even what they're called. The Bulls <laughs> minus four and a half at home. I uh, sure. Okay. All right, thank you for that uh, line.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of on, analysis on the Mac. Anything can happen. <laughs> um, okay, my first game, three thirty on the Big Ten Network. Number three, Ohio State at Maryland. For the record, this week is really gross. Yeah, it's not good. On paper, at least, um, there's like not very much to get excited about. Uh, but as it turns out, Maryland's one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Um, so Ohio State on the road in Maryland against uh, Talia. Tunga-Vailoa. Um, and stop laughing. The Buckeyes, uh, I put them at minus 14.5 on the road. What do you think? It's hard because I don't know what Vegas thinks
0: of Maryland. Uh, I put it 17.5. I also don't know. Did you take this game as well? Yeah, I took Maryland plus the points, baby. So let's put it, what did you
1: say? 17.5? I yeah. said 14. Let's 16? put it at
0: 16. Yeah, okay. I don't know what this line's going to be. Uh, obviously Maryland's Playing good football the last two weeks. Uh, it's in Maryland. If it, if it was in Columbus, probably like twenty-two, three-ish. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I think I think Maryland might be enough to hang around because, like you said, <laughs> I I want to save that drop for for Tulu's name. He just sounded like so robotic. Uh, <laughs> I really thought about it. He's balling, man. Um, and Ohio State's defense is, isn't playing great at all. So. I don't think Maryland wins, but I think they can hang around. And this is kind of just wishful thinking, but let's right. go Maryland. Right. Hey,
1: freshman star, rookie Jarrett might be on our freaky freshman. Yeah,
0: yeah, good point. He would have been if we watched the Maryland this week. Um, hey, uh, another weekday game for me, baby. Thursday, eight o'clock, Fox Sports One, Colorado State. Our new,
1: our new favorite uh, broadcast is FS1
0: with a uh, Petros Papadakis. Or yeah, side. our king, <laughs> Colorado State at Boise State. They're defending the Smurf turf again, and I'm feeling I like I kind of went back and forth. Colorado State looked pretty good this week. Uh, Boise State did not, but maybe maybe the, the old Block back this week. And I think regardless, they're they're going to defend the Smurf turf. So I'm taking them minus six and a half.
1: I, I, I don't really know what to think of them either. I don't know
0: either. So I sure. Just, I again this week was bad, so I wanted to make sure I got a couple uh weekday games in.
1: All right, a game that normally is good but is bad this year. 6 p.m., CBS, number two, Alabama at LSU. I put Bama 8.5.
0: What do you think? I put a a 16.5. I don't know how much they're going to respect LSU. Okay, so let's put that at 14. Two touchdowns? It should be, but you might be right. Uh, Let's put it at 14. Let's put it at 14.
1: Um uh, and I, I'm taking Alabama. I mean, yeah. that LSU defense is built to get destroyed by this Alabama offense. <laughs> exactly. Bo, Bo Pelini's going to get fired immediately after the season.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he is. I Again, this is going to be interesting because, I mean, it's usually a marquee game and LSU is the defending national champions. But I don't know how much respect they're going to give them at home in Death Valley. It's it, This line is going to be interesting to see when uh, – when you can check it when you're listening to it, but we can't because it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> uh, my next game,
1: I'm going to your your uh, your game. 7-30, ABC, number 10, Wisconsin at Michigan. Uh, Wisconsin's got, like, COVID, so this might not even happen. I, I don't really know. Michigan's terrible. It's all just a big question mark, this game. I put it at Wisconsin minus
0: 3.5. Okay, I, uh, I also picked this game. I'm also picking Wisconsin. It might not happen. It's just because this week is bad and this is the prime time game. I put Wisconsin minus ten. Again, I don't know how much respect is going to be given to the Wolverines. Do they do they deserve that three and a half line? No. But Wait, again,
1: like Okay, you're just you're being uh, you're being a, a, a unhappy fans bias. Wisconsin hasn't played in like three weeks. They're on the road. And they have like COVID running rampant through the, the COVID There's issue. No way is it'll Yeah, the COVID issue. Is would the big issue. Would you put it at ten? Yeah. Put it at six then I guess. Okay. So, and I'm think, taking Wisconsin. Michigan sucks. Michigan burned me when I thought they could they could cover against Indiana.
0: Okay, well if I set it at ten, would you still take Wisconsin? Yeah. It sucks. I don't give me shit. <laughs> I
1: just want to get the line right.
0: Yeah, no, I know. Uh yeah, okay, we'll do six. Um yeah, I, I hey this is I told you you were going to reverse jinxing with Michigan last week, and I'm doing it this week, but they're going to get throttled if this game happens. So. Uh,
1: okay, what's your next game? That's
0: all my games. That's my five.
1: That was five? That flew by. I still have two more. Uh, okay, two games that have not been given a time or network. Sick. <laughs> uh, number four, Notre Dame, who will now be number three or two or one. Uh, Notre Dame at Boston College uh, in Chestnut Hill. Phil Dracovic, the Notre Dame transfer, revenge game. Yep. Uh, I put it Notre Dame as a 10.5 point favorite in Chestnut Hill. It should but be bigger. Seeing how you've, yeah, seeing how you put Alabama in Wisconsin, maybe it should be bigger.
0: Yeah, after that, what, uh, but you're, you're taking Boston College plus the points, I hope. Yeah, I'm taking Boston College. Yes. Okay, you're right. So what, what do you think I should put it at? 13.5.
1: Thirteen and a half done, uh, but I think it's a bit of a letdown opportunity. I it's agree. in. Jeff Halfley ha- gets Boston College ready to play teams. I mean, they gave hell to Clemson. And they covered that. Uh, I think though, like I think Notre Dame really ends up winning, but I think it, it ends up being closer than you expect. I mean, Phil kovic has been one of the best quarterbacks in, in the country. Zay Flowers looks like a superstar. Yeah. Um, they have a a, a, ve- a veteran offensive line. They play tough defense. I I don't know. This Boston College team just like feels like a, a team who plays everybody kind of close and just covers. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah. Both Catholic schools, so there's no uh, there's no – they're praying to the same gods. So there's no bump there, Rob. Um, uh,
1: good point. Thank you. <laughs> okay, my, my, my final game is a Pac-12 game. Hopefully it ends up being Pac-12 after dark. Um, Cal out of Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Cal had their opener canceled because of COVID, so maybe this game won't happen. Uh, I put it as Zona State three point favorites. That's it's a good game. They're two teams who are seriously competing uh, to play in the Pac-12 championship.
0: If I remember correctly, Cal was supposed to be a one point favorite this week, so I think that line makes sense.
1: Yeah, Cal's got some big fans.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're and- they're playing Washington this week. They got canceled. If you guys don't remember, so. It wasn't like they're playing uh, Arizona. So, yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair line.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm taking Zona State. I mean, I think Zona State might be uh, this this podcast team this year. Who knows?
0: They, yeah. Uh, no, they very much so could be. They, I think I enjoyed them the most uh, of any team this week. And we're just happy Pac 12 and the Mac are back. So, tune in next week for
1: more.
0: mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.